Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is the Wookiee for the Big Footy Podcast. I'm here with uh, the prosecutor. Hello. And uh, together we're in, uh, we're interviewing Renee from uh, the uh, Central Blues from the Ontario Australian Football League. Good morning, Renee. Hi. Uh, Renee has been the subject of some, uh, sorry, Pross. Uh, Renee has been the subject of uh, a big, relatively big threat on our forums, and so we thought uh, we'd get her on and talk about a uh, bit of her career and her uh, how she got into the game, and uh, prosecutors got some questions. That I certainly do. Uh, Renee, you're sort of the, in what has been a uh, really damaging year for Australian rules football with um, drug scandals and the like, and, well, dwarf burning scandals yesterday. I'm not sure if you actually heard about that. But um, you really are one of the feel-good stories for our football fans this year. So I guess to start off with, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I guess mostly you're interested in finding out how I got into AFL. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, back in high school, so around grade seven, which is like when we were 12, 13, um, a couple Aussies actually came to our school and ran a few gym classes for us and showed us the game of footy. Um, I never really thought much about it because I was more into like, you know, swimming, running, all those individual sports. But a few years later, I was looking for something to do in the summer. I just, you know, like didn't have a job, had so much spare time. Um, and I found this guy called Bruce off the internet <laughs> who wanted to start um, a women's team in Toronto. And that's how it all got started, really. All right. And um, you play in the AFL Ontario League. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, how does that set up and how does that go about recruiting players? Sure. So the AFL League, um, Ontario League, is probably like the biggest organized league outside of Australia. Um, and it's great. There's three divisions in it. So there's like Division One, which is like the senior men. Division Two, which is more of a recreational league that um, even the women are allowed to play in. And then there's also a women's division. So it started off with just being a men's division. And there's 10 teams that are currently in it. Um, and then starting in 2009, there was a women's division that opened up and it started with just, you know, one team. Um, but now it's grown to around five teams. Um, so it's great. There's a competition that runs out throughout the whole summer and it's about, um, I would say about 12 rounds with a couple, um, holidays in there. And yeah, it's a great season. You get regular games for the men and the women. Yeah, so, fantastic. So is this 18 aside or 14 aside or how, how many aside, Renee? So for the men's first division, it's 18 aside. Um, but for the women's, it tends to have lower numbers just because we don't have that many women playing in every single team. So I would say lately we've been doing like 12s to 14s, which is still pretty good. So it's, a, it's like a rectangular field, like you use a hockey field or, a or like an American-Canadian football field or you played on an oval? We're actually lucky enough to have an oval um, with permanent posts that are put in. Um, so that's where most of our games are. There are some times where we have to go to different locations where we end up using like soccer fields or rectangular fields. But the main one we use is an oval, which is fantastic. Nice. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Now you play for the Central Blues, which is um, mm -hmm. what I understand is a downtown-based uh, Toronto team. Yep. Yep. Uh, could you tell us a bit more about that and... Uh, what the um, Central Blues uh, 
is all about and how, what their history is like. Sure, absolutely. Um, so the blues... Ooh, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> the blues, I guess, are known as more of a social club. Um, we really like to go out and play and all that, but we also have like a really good social backing. So we'll all, um, you know, just hang out on the sides. We all have a lot of social events that run all throughout the year. Um, the women's side for the Central Blues started in 2009, and the men's side started in 2006. So it's like a, in a way, it's like a relatively young club considering there were clubs that started in, like, 1989, but those ones didn't really last. Um, but, yeah, the Central Blues are just known for pretty much a good time. <laughs> well, that's what you want in a football club, especially, I guess, imagine, um, overseas as well. Um, so I guess the next question I would have is, um, so how do um, how does the AFL in Australia help the AFL Ontario League um, in any fashion, like, do you have representatives come out? Do you have any uh, workshops, or does Australia really have any involvement in the league? Um, I'm not too sure on that point. I know back in 2011, when there was the other international cup, um, Brett Kirk actually made a stop in Toronto, um, and he attended some of the practices and helped out there. And his wife actually played a game with our women's team, which was pretty cool. But I. I'm not too sure if there are any like regular contacts between AFL in Australia and AFL Canada. Yep. Um, well, I'll ask you a bit of a because um, I noticed you noticed that. Uh, oh, sorry. I noticed that you support Geelong. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us how that came about? <laughs> sure. Um, I actually went to Australia and did like a semester abroad in Melbourne. Yep. And before then, I hadn't really picked a team to go for. And so Geelong was just one of the first games that I watched, and I really liked watching them. Um, and I just liked their style of play. It was so quick and all the passing. And not going to lie, it was partially because I knew they were a strong team, and they're up there on the ladder, and I like winning. So <laughs> that's kind of how I went after them. <laughs> okay, just – um, sorry, Pross, I'll just yeah. – Hey, you go on. Um, you were at Victoria Uni, apparently. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so in you, you, 2010. Yeah, and you played in the university games in Perth, I believe. Uh, you won a, you were part of the team that won a goal, won gold over there. Yes. Yep, yeah, that's right. So how um, I'm just establishing that, and then you you, you played in the uh, 49th Parallel Cup apparently a couple of weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. which I'm actually watching at the moment. <laughs> Um, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, the whole game stream uh, was streamed on the uh, Edmonton Club's uh, YouTube page. But um, yeah. how, how like you, you played America and you you won this game in particular uh, 13, uh, 85 points. They kicked a point. You guys kicked eighty six of them. How how did you mm-hmm. how do you find that like how do you find that particular game? Is there is that an intense? Well, it can't be that intense rivalry. I can't imagine. But um, how 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 is that game, and how important is that fixture for you? Um, it's it's always like a great rivalry whenever we get to play the state, and that's like the one tournament we have every year against the state. So it's like an ongoing tournament. So the forty ninth is held every year when there isn't the international cup, um, but it's always. It's always really nice to see how you stack up against another country. And in this previous year, it was amazing. Like, we had so many new girls and just, like, um, a new style of coaching. And everyone just came together so well. It made it especially, 
Like, it made it an especially, um, I guess, one-sided game, really. Um, but it's always fun, and, like, the girls on both the Canadian side and the American side, we're always friends afterwards, but on the field, it's like a good grudge match, for sure. So when you, you, you played in Australia like with the university competition and you, you're playing in Canada now, how what's the difference in the standard of skill level perhaps in the in the overall competition? Um, of course, skills are definitely higher um, in Australia. I think in Canada, we kind of fall into um, a scrappier kind of game. Like girls are more into chasing the ball and we all end up clustering just because we don't have that same like discipline um, when it comes to knowing your positions and kind of like giving giving the ball space to actually move around. We really like to just run on in there. And I know if you ask some of the umps that um, actually like help out with the game, they always, always just like blow the whistle um, whenever we're all crowded in the ball. And sometimes they even count out. They're like, let's see, we have one, two, three, four, ten girls all within like five meters of the ball. Um, that's probably the main difference. We just like to go for it. Pros? Yep. Um, so you mentioned that you like playing against uh, international sides and obviously you have the um, sort of annual fixture against the US. Um, mm -hmm. Outside the International Cup, though, do you have any other like um, Canadian tours or anything like that against other nations? Um, no, the Canadian team generally only plays that one tournament every year. Uh, there are girls that go to different tournaments within Canada or the States. Um, yep. But m there isn't, like, Team Canada doesn't really play against any other country. Although that would be great if, the, if that ever presented itself. I know a couple of years ago, um, I think the States used to play against England. Um, but I think that got discontinued after a while, just disinterest or lack of organisation or something. But, uh, yeah, it's a pity. Mm -hmm. It's a bit hard to organise all these sports, especially since... Um, in Canada, it's not like a big sport and, you know, everyone that participates, they're just paying out of their own pocket. They're doing things around work and, you know, their own life. So it, I mean, I'm sure people would love to go on it, but there's just so many small details to work out and might not have lined up again. Yep. Um, okay. Well, I guess I'll ask you about the International Cup. Uh, it's in August next year in Melbourne, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, can you, are you planning on going to that? Um uh, who else is uh, really planning to go in? How many people would you take over, for instance, in a Canadian squad? Um, I would like to make the team for that. Um, so hopefully I'll be there next year. We are having um, like a Canadian women's national, and then after that they're going to select the players to go for next year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and then in terms of the size of the team, it would probably be around 26. Again, I don't know final numbers, but um, we definitely take 18s and then emergencies and um, extra players. Um, it's, so when you were asking about who's going, do you mean like what other countries or? Oh, yeah, just um, maybe give us a rundown of how the International Cup is structured. Sure. Um, so there are a very large number of teams that um, participate throughout the world, which is awesome. Um, on the men's side, I'm not sure about the numbers, but I believe it was up in the high teens. Um, so they also have different divisions for that, just to uh, just to make it um, fair. And on the women's side, there were, I believe, five teams that participated last time. There was Canada, U.S., um, Ireland, 
and there, there was like um, an Aboriginal multicultural team that was from Australia that participated as well. Yep. I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Oh, and Papua New Guinea. Yep. So those were the five that particip participated last year. Um, but hopefully there will be more teams um, this coming round just because, um, you know, this will be the second time women are allowed to play and they probably have more time to set up and get all organized. So we'll see how that goes. But um, how it works basically is like a three-week-long tournament um, and you just you get to play with all these other teams. But they also... Um, do different things like they'll take you around and they'll show you like the MCG and um, kind of give you a bit of an experience as well. Beautiful. Um, I guess also uh, the um, elephant in the room is the genuine health competition. Um, mm -hmm. Now, Bigfooty has really um, rallied to your cause. Um, are you any the wiser to the final decision on that? Nope, I haven't heard of thing since the competition closed. Um, I have been in contact with them beforehand and they said they were going to look into everything and um, email me once once they have a decision, but I imagine it's going to take a while just because there's so much information to go through. I noticed you are, you, you actually posted in the in the Bigfooty forum. Um, mm -hmm. how, how was it for you, like, because uh, like we, we found out about it via some posts that other people had made um, on the genuine health site itself, and it came to us from um, from people that had seen that. How, how how was it for you to find out that, like the biggest footy forum in the country, uh, in Australia, was like just a hundred percent behind you? Like <laughs> like it was it was something that we hadn't seen in, in, in a long time on, on Big Footy. Honestly, I was just so shocked. I I couldn't believe it had like made it onto the forum. And I, I was so impressed that people wanted to help out and were happy to vote for me, even though, you know, I hadn't written a personal appeal and they've never met me and I'm over in some country across the world. I, it was really great to see. And um, I did read all the messages and I, I spent so much time just sitting in front of the computer refreshing it because I could not believe what I was seeing and like the things that people were saying and how they were backing me up. It was Unbelievable. Because I'm not sure if you like we we've we've had a pretty hard year in terms of uh, bad news after bad news and rubbish going on and uh, prosecutor mm -hmm. can tell you all about the stuff that's gone on at Essendon and everything and we've been dealing with that all season and just I think you can't like your story and and the whole genuine health situation it came along at a time like the week after the penalties were handed down and right. I, I think it was a story that we were just all looking at to get hold of and. As moder like I'm one of the moderators on the main board where it was posted, and we just felt that it was necessary to just let that let that thread go, and just it was a feel it was this. I mean, I, I I refer to it as the thread that we needed and the one that we probably deserved, but uh, uh, yeah, it's um it it was just a really feel good story, and like just there was not a negative um like it's not like a typical footy forum thread where you get the negatives and the positives it was all positives mm -hmm. it, was, it was like well if she can't get here we're going to start chipping in to pay for it and just it was um it, it was quite something to behold yeah it was um, like i don't even know where to start when i try to explain it to other people as well like that aren't familiar with the forum or um or even the australian humor it's just so hard to explain to them like how impressive it is that this whole forum got behind me and I think you're right too. That had a lot to do with the timing, um, and 
Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it was just, yeah, out of control. So how did you even find out that there was a thread on Bigfooty? Were you directed by a friend? Because I believe there was one who posted on there before you did. Or did you just stumble across it? Funny enough, it was one of the posts left by Nat. <laughs> she was how I found out about the forum. <laughs> yeah, uh, good old Nat. <laughs> She's become a bit of the... um. <laughs> anti-hero in this hasn't she <laughs> absolutely and you know what I wouldn't have even known that um, her and uh, Melissa were related if she hadn't been messaging me on Facebook that's the only way I found out <laughs> I guess um, I guess the other question is as well do you know much about barrel racing oh barrel <laughs> racing oh we love barrel racing down here now <laughs> <laughs> um, I've actually Gone to the Calgary Stampede and I've seen a barrel race. <laughs> All three hundred and fifty so, million of you. It was so hot and crowded there, man. <laughs> barely see it. <laughs> it just. It, I, I still maintain that I don't know what barrel racing is. So. <laughs> I, I liked all I, the guesses though. They were really good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it myself. It. But anyway. All right. Um. Do you have any other questions there, Wookie? No, look, I, I'm. It, it's good to talk to someone in, in overseas. Like, how how is um how is Australian football looked at where you're from, Renee? Like, um, I would say everyone's pretty surprised to hear that it's here. Um, but at the same time, it's looked at with great interest, and people are people are really interested in finding out more about it. It seems like such an exotic sport here, right? Like you have like what four goalposts and. You bounce the ball and you tackle people, but don't wear helmets. Like people find it really interesting, and um, it's it's really in some ways it's easier to draw people in the sport because it's so different. But in other ways, they also um, they're also scared of it being like too physical, and they've heard the bad stories about it. Yeah. But I I would say overall it's like a pretty positive thing, and it's definitely a growing sport as well. Um, there's always new recruits. Um, people from different sports will come in and join. People, um, like younger girls and boys as well. We have like 15-year-olds playing in the league, which is really cool. Just, um, and I think my last question, Mike Pike is a Canadian uh, rugby, well, a former Canadian rugby union player now playing for the Sydney Swans, and he uh, won a premiership last year. Do you know much about him? Do you know um, anything about him? Pretty much. Pretty much what you said. I think he was also like the first Canadian to win a premiership. He may have been the right? first Canadian to play Australian football in Australia uh, at the highest level. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so you. I, I believe the um, Division Two trophy's named after him, isn't it? Good question. <laughs> I guess I should know that. <laughs> uh, that's all right. We'll edit that out that's for you. So, so Mike Pike, not a really big, uh, not 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 a not as big a story over there as uh, we'd have hoped from the AFL perspective. He definitely, like, we all know who Mike Pike is for sure, um, <coughs> and like he's written a message for us in our last Forty Nine Parallel Cup, like in the program. He wrote a little something there. Um, everybody knows who he is in Canada, I guess. Um, I just don't know all the details about him. No, 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 no. That's okay. I just wondered. What kind of impression had been left by him actually playing? Whether him playing in a premiership had actually done anything? Because there was an article uh, in one of the papers the other day in Australia that was basically saying that this was going to be a, a big thing for football in Canada, but uh, perhaps not as big as uh, the article may have made out to be. Yeah, 
Mm. Having said that, Australians like to um, latch on to any um, sort of story we can get to. So we have, um, obviously, we have a few Irish recruits who come over. Um, we have, well, Mike Pike, obviously, with his Canadian roots. And, and we also the, have... Um, the American basketballer, right? Yeah, Eric Wallace. Yeah. Um, he and was rookie listed by North Melbourne. So one. we like to cling to these stories. So it's <laughs> just whether they make such an impact overseas as... Um, certain people over here would like to make us believe. Probably yeah. lesser so, but I could see increasing in the future. Well, that's, that's good. Alrighty. Um, so no for further questions, Wookie? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. You got anything you want to say further, Renee? Like just any comments, queries, questions? Um, I guess in general, just thanks for the whole big footy forum getting behind me. And, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Big thank you. I think it really is our pleasure to uh, be able to support someone, especially since, like, to date, it hasn't really cost anyone anything to show that support either. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think we thought we'd get you on today just so we could actually let the people hear what you're about, what they've got behind. And I think um, whatever happens with this genuine health competition, I don't think it's the last we're going to hear from you. And, uh, exactly. I, believe, I think um, Big Footy and or the AFL will get behind you should uh, Genuine Health come back in the negative in the competition. Look, I know if Genuine Health fail on your front, um, it's not going to be because you didn't have the support of the Big Footy Forum. And I think I know that there's a number of people on Big Footy that have offered to uh, contribute towards uh, the, the cost of getting you here. And we might take a look at that later on if that needs to eventuate. But uh, it's been great having you on, Renee. Thanks very much for... Uh, coming in it's been a yeah, pleasure Renee. You. what time is it over there uh 7 pm oh that's not too bad it's like nine in the morning no, not at all it's like nine thirty in the morning here so <laughs> excellent all right pros you you done i'm done um thank you for that renee that was great no worries thanks a lot guys i'm guaranteed i will find a way there next year and hopefully meet up with you all or something I, I'm sure we'll be wanting to talk to you when you come down next time. Mm-hmm. Guys, this has been uh, the Wookiee Prosecutor talking to Renee uh, from the Central Blues Football Club in Canada, and she's been uh, uh, a pleasure to have on this morning. Uh, thanks very much, guys. Thanks Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye.